0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Native Soil. This is season three, and we are starting this series on calling. And I'm so blessed to welcome somebody I met in my very first assignment as a priest up at St. Michael's in Auburn, Deacon Hector Donastore. Welcome to Native Soil.
1: Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you, Father.
0: Well, it's a pleasure for me. So many good memories of just starting out as a priest and getting to know you. And you weren't even a deacon then. So no. we're going to get into that. So the, there's, a, there's a lot that's happened since we met.
1: Absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, actually, the one serving with you um, back then was uh, my daughter, maybe the two youngest ones.
0: That's right. They would serve, yeah, at mass. They both served as ultra servers and we, we served together a number of masses. So that's cool. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Ten, nine years later. Yeah. Uh, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Just a little bit of your background.
1: Well, um again I'm Deacon Hector Donastork and I'm originally from the Dominican Republic. Um, I spent half of my life in the DR before coming to uh, to the US. And um uh, before becoming um a deacon I am um, a chemical engineer by trade. So I used to do um, chemical engineering over there, and um, for twenty six, twenty seven years, chemical engineering over here as well. I retired uh, right after was uh, got ordained as a as a deacon, and uh, and by the grace of God, um, this position as director of the Hispanic ministry for the archdiocese opened up, and uh, and I've been serving God in this capacity for the almost for the last uh, three years, almost three years now.
0: Hey, it's hard to believe it's been three years already. Yes. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, there's so many aspects of your life where I feel like the Lord has called you, you know, from this stage to this stage. And maybe we start with kind of the first calling, because uh, if anyone knows uh, Hector, they pr- also know his lovely wife. Amparo. Amparo. <laughs> and this goes way back. So this is your, like your first calling. This called a marriage. Talk about how you met Amparo and, and how you felt called to get married.
1: Well, um, yes, we met in high school. Uh, we never dated in high school. We were just best friends. And um, when I'm going to... To school and power had to walk by my house so we used to walk together to school uh, also when going to church she had to walk by my house so we used to go together to to church we used to study together uh, we used to uh, go to the movies together but but as if, as friends um uh, actually i was i believe the only guy that her mother would allow her to go out with because she knew that we were just friends. Right. And so, um, and then I used to play basketball by her house with her brother, who is, uh, almost 15 years older than I am. And so we used to exchange elbows, but at the end of the game, uh, I used to go to her house to drink water. <laughs> 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 I mean, playing uh, basketball in the Caribbean is a, <laughs> yeah. It it's would... an aggressive <laughs> yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, uh after high school, we went um, separate ways, and um, and even she moved out of the neighborhood. And one day I went to visit uh, her at her house, and uh, we saw each other, we uh, exchanged a, a hug, and uh, and that was the beginning of it. Then from there we started talking, and, and uh, uh, started dating, got engaged, and two years later in 1989, we got married. Wow. So, yes, so that's a part of my, 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 my call to, you know, to, to marriage.
0: And so that whole time of y'all hanging out in high school, in, in the back of your mind, you weren't thinking, like, I'd like to date her or, or you liked her. It was just kind of always friendly.
1: Well, I think that at a very basic label, there was uh, attraction. Um, I was probably too shy and she was also uh, uh, very shy so we were uh we kept it just like very good friends yeah. uh, we used to to dance a lot she likes to dance i i do like uh to dance my merengue as well right. and so um but yeah there was that uh, there was that sincere you know um attraction and respect uh for each other
0: that's name. And so then you had a couple of years of space, or you went off to school. But then when you saw, when you after this little space apart, you saw each other, you hugged, and something about it was like, this is a new chapter. This is like we have a little courage to to get to know each other better. That, that is correct. Awesome. Yes. So you got married, and then um, talk about how did the Lord bring y'all to our archdiocese? How, how did you make that transition from getting married? and then bringing your family to?
1: Well, yes. We, like I said, we got married in 1989. Uh, we came to the States in 1992. And uh, for three years, uh, uh, well, Amparo, she, she was really born in, in New York City of our Dominican fathers. And so um, after we got married, um, I, I I got my my uh, green card and so I had to come to the states like every 6 months uh to keep the the green card active and uh, after a few years of doing that um kind of started to fall in love with with the states with the the way things are done here the organization the uh so 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 many so many things that uh And basic things that uh, are, some people take for granted and uh, like having light, you know, electricity and running water. (laughs) Uh, And um, so we decided, um, it was a process and we decided to, well, let's go to the States. Uh, Our youngest, or no, our oldest daughter was only a year and a half. Christina when we came to the States and we didn't come to Alabama we went to uh, a small town close to Cleveland in Ohio mm. Elyria Ohio where we spent like three years and where Mirtha, our second daughter was born and uh, and from there uh, then we went to we took the last train to Clarksville. So we used to live in Clarksville, Tennessee, for a few years. And that's where Amalia, our third daughter, was born. And from there, Gainesville, Florida, where Amparo went back to school, um, Tampa, and then Alabama 20 years ago. Actually, uh, we celebrated our 20th anniversary in Alabama on July the 1st.
0: Did you really? Yeah. Wow. So you had a lot of stops. You had a lot of other places the Lord brought you through until you arrived um, at Auburn. Yes. And what was it about, because all these places, it seems you're there maybe two, three, four years. But what was it about Auburn, St. Michael's Parish, getting involved there? What What was it about that place that kind of made you all feel ready to settle down?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, we came to... You know, the 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 Lord works in, in marvelous and wonderful ways and uh, mysterious ways. Uh we came to Alabama because of my job in Montgomery. And um we wanted we wanted um our girls to go to Catholic school. So yeah, Montgomery might be the, the the right place, but not at at the right uh uh, tuition. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we started looking at other places, Prattville and, 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 uh, Tuskegee and, uh, Montgomery and I mean, uh, Auburn. And when, uh, we got to Auburn and Paro said, this is the place where we need to live. So we went straight to St. Michael's, which was on, uh, Magnolia almost, uh, right downtown. A, yeah. Right downtown. Yeah. And, uh, We started praying and hold and behold, you know, uh, the first person we met there, uh, Elisa and and her husband, uh, Juan Jose, and uh, we started talking and uh, uh, we were, we we felt welcomed. Um, So from there, we just uh, called the realtor, showed us the house and and Paul said, this is the house. So and
0: Elise and Juan where are they from originally? They're from Mexico. Okay, from Mexico. But they're the first people you ran into in yes, the church. Yes. And so you're talking like in Spanish?
1: Yeah, we were talking yeah. in Spanish and and they introduced us to uh Father uh, Tom Hines. Uh he he passed away a few years ago. He said Vincentian, who right. also introduced us to uh, to the Hispanic ministry because uh, there were no masses uh, in Spanish and then he started uh with a, a mass a monthly mass in auburn uh of course uh, after that you know Opalaika became the hub of the uh, hispanic ministry in in that area yeah so that was uh kind of uh interesting how we got to to auburn and uh how we were uh received and um, and then my wife um I was invited to be part of the Saint Vincent de Paul Society, and she said, "Well, I don't think I can make it to the first meeting. Why don't you go?" And then <laughs> I was the one who was uh, <laughs> who got uh, really involved with uh, with with uh, Saint Vincent de Paul Society. But she was teaching uh, Sunday school um, at Saint Michael's, and uh, he, he, so we got really, really involved in the life of the church uh, very soon uh, after after moving to Auburn.
0: And was that something kind of a new experience for your your family as far as just jumping in and getting involved in a parish or is that something that y'all were doing in the many different places you lived um was there something about Auburn that kind of drew you in a little more or is that kind of just part of how your family
1: Well that is um uh, we would have to go back I guess uh, decades back uh, to the Dominican Republic uh, when uh, um, love for service started uh, by by um, seeing my ma- my mother uh, going to to the jails and uh, serving to the inmates and 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 then once they were released, bringing them home to give them odd jobs, and I used to go with her and witness that. But also in in a after we came to the states in 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 florida uh Amparo was teaching c c d and I was getting involved with uh you know uh n- not necessarily with hispanic ministry but with uh the mass in Spanish and right. all that yeah with the his hispanic community in Brandon Florida where we used to live
0: awesome well that's that's uh it's amazing the example of your parents growing up you know the lessons you learn just by observing them. I mean that's a powerful one. Seeing your mom visit prisons and bring in, inmates by the house to help find them jobs. Um, I think that's interesting too. The first thing at Auburn you get sent to is St. Vincent de Paul, where you're ministering to the <laughs> poor, and you know it's very much the spirit of like what your mother was doing. Yes. Um, so it's beautiful the, the Lord how He can kind of connect those dots. Um, so you you get to Auburn and you get involved. And many different things. Um, cursillo
1: cursillo two thousand and five. Curso uh, number ninety for me. <laughs>
0: was that a pretty significant experience? Uh,
1: absolutely, and but I started grouping um, way before cursillo uh, I was invited by a wonderful group of 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 men, uh, and uh, so I was sharing with them and, and growing, uh, in spirituality. Uh, and then, uh, 2005, finally, um, uh, was able had have the, you know, that great blessing of, of being part of Cursillo.
0: Awesome. So the Lord brings you to Auburn. You start getting involved in St. Vincent de Paul, Cursillo, different things, your family's getting involved in the church. How did this sense of calling to become a deacon come about? Um, was that, when, when did that happen and how did you know you were being called to, you know, enter into formation?
1: Well, um, I knew from a, an early age that uh, I was called to serve the Lord by the example of my mother. Also, uh, right after high school, uh, for a, a little while I discerned the, the call to the priesthood and, uh, and then, uh, college life kind of dissipated those thoughts and and but then uh when uh yeah in auburn like like you said um through through uh the service to to others especially to to the hispanics living in the at the margin the peripheries uh uh and with through the interaction with them, I I fell in love with the, with the Hispanic community. I mean, the reality is that in Latin America you don't have Hispanic ministry. In the Dominican Republic, you don't have Hispanic ministry, okay. right? Everyone speaks Spanish. Everyone or almost everyone is Catholic, and um, but here. Uh, I fell in love with uh, other Latin American nationalities, uh, like uh, the Mexican, their traditions, their great spirituality, their love to to our Mother, uh, our Lady of Guadalupe, and um, and I I really the the, the Lord uh, planted in me that seed of of of, of uh, or that made me thirsty for serving the the, the Hispanic community at 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 a deeper and different level. Um and um the reality is that uh, the opportunity one once came and I let it go and uh, I, I regretted it. But four four years later uh with this encouragement of, of some good men like uh, uh Deacon Reed, Hogarty from from Auburn uh Yes, and uh, the support of uh, uh, Father Bill Skonecki and Father Bruce uh, Krause, uh from uh, uh, from uh, St. Mary's in Opelica. I I uh, feel that application. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's a good group of guys to have in your corner.
1: Absolutely, you some
0: wonderful men, mm-hmm. and. Um yeah it's interesting like you see the need i remember going one early one morning it was a feast of our lady of guadalupe and we went early one morning to a uh, trailer park yes in, uh auburn and they had made this awesome meal and soup was a pozole pozole and i could just see like you were so happy i remember talking to you about it and it's like yeah it's, we're gonna have to get there like 6 a.m and you're like I'll be there. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> like, you didn't hesitate. And you were just like so happy to be with them and to be able to share. And um, it's cool to see how Christ draws that out of us, you know, particularly when we meet the needy and those, like I like how you said, on the margins. Um, it draws something out of us to serve in like a new way. And it's been a blessing to watch you do that. I mean, as a layperson, as a deacon, and now with the Hispanic ministry, um, you can see there's, like, a joy uh, in you to be able to serve like that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. This, uh, uh, it really uh, uh, gives me life.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you say, And now as director of Hispanic ministry, um, you've gotten into the diocese, I'm sure, in a whole new way over the past three years. You've kind of noticed, like, the needs, even before you became a deacon of the Hispanic community, Um, and now I'm sure you're aware even more. Can you see, is there one need in particular you see, like when we think about our native soil, we think about our diocese, we think about the Hispanics in our diocese and their needs. Is there anything you see consistently over and over, like that, where there really is a need, where there really is a need for us to rally and serve that community in a certain way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But even... Before I, I I mentioned the need, I would like to to mention you know the what what the Hispanic community has to offer that great love for the Lord for for his mother the great spirituality, but at the same time I believe we we lack a lot of uh, formation, so that is one of the goals uh, one of our goals uh, to evangelize. Uh, and um uh, so we have a uh different uh programs and and programs information in in uh yeah that we are trying to 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 get going to accomplish that goal
0: yeah i know one thing i was amazed to see you be a part of with uh father bruce Krause was the camino matrimonial mm-hmm. but developing that whole marriage preparation in spanish for um you know, Hispanic couples to be able to have that encouragement and the formation to, to approach the sacrament and get married. Because we have different marriage preparation things in English, but we didn't have anything comparable in Spanish. And it's amazing because even before you came director of Hispanic ministry, you and Amparo and uh, Juan and Maria and Father Bruce just put it together. And now it's like blessing people all over the diocese. And I think that's a great model too because there was an immediate need there in Opelika and you're, you know, you're responding to that. But then that blessing is able to trickle down to other places in the diocese.
1: Well, yeah, we, um, the first Camino was actually celebrated in Mobile in 2015, February of 2015. And uh, this is uh, something that started uh, in Miami back in the early 70s. And it is the uh, marriage preparation retreat used uh, by the archdiocese in Miami. Right. So a group from uh, from Miami came, and uh, we had the the first retreat at a visitation monastery. Uh, from there, we were rallied uh, by Olga to Olga Villar to. Uh, start forming and uh, to bring that uh, that retreat to to alabama so um uh, so since 2015 so we formed the first caminos were uh were formed and celebrated in Opelika by a group from Opelika like uh, the people that you've mentioned juan right. and maria gutierrez uh, martin and Crisanta and balthasar and paro and i and uh but now, we, we have Caminos at uh, uh, Zambit in Montgomery, uh, here in, 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 in the Mobile area, in Opelika, and even in Enterprise. And w- in, we didn't have, of course, Camino uh, last year, and, and we won't have Camino this year. We will resume in February of 2022. But in these uh, six years, over 200 couples, have, uh, couples have benefited from, from, from this retreat.
0: Praise God. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. And so, so many times I've seen, um, you know, there's plenty of couples who live together and have children together, but, but don't necessarily, they're like almost nervous about approaching the sacrament. just don't have that formation. And I, I know even talking to other priests, it's been amazing to see the number of couples who've been given the courage to approach The altar for the sacrament Mm -hmm. and to enter in because they have the formation they understand what it is and what the calling is and uh, like you said 200 couples in six years you know that's an amazing thing
1: and not only that i mean a lot of these couples once they go through uh, the marriage preparation retreat they really become uh, very involved in the life of the yes. church, yes. and exactly. you can see you can see them uh, flourishing as uh, couples and and as parents, and their kids also getting involved. It is it is just uh, a great blessing. It's been a great blessing.
0: Oh, it's awesome! We're excited to see what else the Lord's going to do. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you taking your time to come here and just share with us a little bit. One of the blessings of me being vocational, I travel around the diocese and even moment, I just get to meet and, and work with a lot of wonderful people. And you're definitely one of those. And it's cool for the rest of the archdiocese to get to know you a little bit. So I appreciate you taking the time to to come over today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Father. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> one last question. Did you bring your soil?
1: I Actually, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is over here. Okay. Tell us about your soil. Where, where does it come from?
1: Okay. Well... I'll, you know, two general areas. Okay. Uh, One is north of (laughs) I-10. The other one is, part of it is north of I-10. The other part is south of I-10. Okay. Okay. And um, I guess that what is south of I-10 represents half of my life in the Caribbean, in the Dominican Republic, which is... uh, Obviously, south of I-10. Right. <laughs> very clever. Very clever. And uh, the other half uh, represents the other half of my life in all the different states where I've lived, uh, from Ohio to to sunny Florida. Uh, but especially, but all of it is from Alabama, which is where I have spent... Uh, uh, 20 years
0: thanks be to god
1: thanks be to god yeah we're glad
0: the lord brought you (laughs) all right i'm going to fill this thing up we want to take some of your soil so we can keep it as part of uh our set here and i like that you know i10 you know there's uh that's kind of the two parts of your life and the two parts of our diocese too you know there's (laughs) the stuff near the coast and then there's uh everything above the coast so if you would, just sign it. That way we know who, who this soil belongs to. Okay. And then we'll close, and I'll just ask a blessing over you and your soil, and we'll, uh, we'll end it that way. This is our first uh, deacon. So we'll be happy to have that that deacon signature <laughs> on there.
1: Date it. I'll as
0: well? This. That's okay. So if you just hold it in your hands. And then I'm going to close us out uh, by saying a blessing over us, With the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we love you and bless you, and thank you for the gift of Deacon Hector and his family. We thank you for bringing them to Archdiocese, and thank you for speaking to them through the needs of of those in our diocese, particularly the Hispanics on the margins, needing formation, needing love. And thank you for giving him the courage to answer the call to be a deacon and to be our director of Hispanic ministry. We place uh, Deacon Hector, his soil, his family in your hands through the love and the care of our Blessed Mother. Hail Mary, full, full of, of, grace. of grace, the Lord full is with, with, thee. with thee. Blessed art thou among you. women, and blessed, blessed is the you. fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of, of God. God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners. Now, now and at the hour of our, our death. death. Amen. Amen. Through our intercession, may God bless you, your soil, And all those listening, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well, God bless y'all, and see you back here on Native Soil.